Did you know that studies have shown affirmations can profoundly influence your psychological well-being, enhancing self-confidence and reducing anxiety? Here at Positive Birth Australia, we have crafted a 20-minute birth affirmations track filled with soulful, carefully curated affirmations to empower, inspire, and guide you to deeply remember the power you hold within. And to my fellow belly birth mothers, we have created a track specifically for you to honor that all birth is a sacred moment of profound significance. For only $5, you can download and immerse yourself in our affirmations track to transform your mindset in the lead up to birth and during labor, serving as a potent reminder of the inherent power and love you possess. Visit us at www.positivebirthaustralia.com or head to the show notes and follow the link provided to start your journey toward a more empowered birth experience. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, a podcast created to empower and educate mothers along their own pregnancy journey. Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back, guys. Today's episode features Wanuna artist Tegan sharing the birth of her daughter. For as long as Tegan could remember, she knew she wanted to birth outside of the system. After a surprise pregnancy, she immediately found the perfect midwife to educate and support her on her rite of passage into motherhood. She describes her early labor as being crucial preparation and practice for the deep surrender and rhythmic flow she needed to birth. And she explains how a random text from her father turned out to be a pivotal point in her labor. Enjoy the episode, guys. Hi, Tegan. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hey, Skye. Thank you so much for having me. It feels like such an honor to be here. Oh, it's an honor to have you. Do you want to just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Tegan. I am an artist from Winuna, which is a small little beach town about an hour and a half south of Sydney. Beautiful. Yeah, and... I had my little baby girl, Lila, two years ago and have since become very passionate about birth and motherhood and women's rites of passage Mm -hmm. and it has become a very important part of my art practice as well. Wonderful. And did you plan your pregnancy with Lila? No. No? No. (laughs) How was your pregnancy with her? It was very, very challenging. Okay. Um, we had actually just planned to have a baby in three years. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so we made a plan and we were going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I think we, I probably would have already been pregnant when we were making that plan. <laughs> <laughs> Always the way. So, um, yeah, we'd just bought a one-bedroom apartment together. And um, so it was surprising and... It's definitely, um, it definitely made the process a bit more challenging because I didn't quite feel ready and I didn't have that preconception preparation period. So Mm -hmm. I was kind of already pregnant by the time that I was, okay, now I need to get prepared. (laughs) Yeah. And what were some of the things that you did to prepare yourself? 
Um, a huge aspect, like, I really focused on the birth um, yeah. because I'd always known that I wanted to have a home birth. Okay. So that was, like, the biggest thing for me that kind of, like, took precedent over everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I kind of couldn't mention, like, I was already pregnant, so, like, you know, that this, the boat had sailed for me to be like, oh, okay, I'm going to mentally prepare to be pregnant like mm. I was already there. Yeah. So it was like I, I felt like I was catching up with myself a bit um, when it came to the pregnancy. But I was, I was really able, I felt like I had enough time to prepare for the birth in the way that I wanted to, which... I feel so happy that I got to have that birth experience because it really helped me feel very stable in motherhood yeah. um, despite the fact that I didn't feel quite ready in other ways to be a mum. Yeah. And what was the inspiration behind you choosing to home birth? Um, like I've thought so much about this question and because but- it was like, I never considered ever in my life birthing in hospital. Mm-hmm. So there was kind of never a decision point to be like, oh, no, I'm going to birth at home. It was just like for as long as I can remember, I've just always thought that way. Yeah, okay. Um, I've never been to hospital myself and I guess I just never understood, you know, thing in hospital unless it was an emergency yeah yeah and I don't really know why I thought that way and then kind of like in high school I had a friend that just happened to be so passionate about home birth and stuff like that and then just before I fell pregnant I worked in a chiropractic office where the two ladies there were really passionate or three of them were really passionate about home birth um and then two of them had babies just six months before me at home Mm -hmm. those kind of things at those times it just solidified my um desire to birth at home yeah okay can I ask what was challenging about your pregnancy um I I feel like the fact that I wasn't ready for it was why the physical things manifested like Mm -hmm. I don't the kind of um you know, diet, like my body wasn't prepared in the way that I would have intentionally prepared my body for pregnancy. And I just felt like constantly like very depleted and hungry and like even just I'm a big on like researching things and stuff like that. So, you know, researching into diet, like what to eat in pregnancy, what to, you know, do, do you exercise, do you not? So I kind of felt like all of the stuff that I would have researched going into it and been really prepared and I probably would have had like a whole pregnancy plan, like knowing how I am. Mm. But it was like I was researching everything on the go. So I was always like I felt like I was just constantly a step behind. And, um, yeah, so like I think, yeah, I think like the food and just all of these aspects of like, things that could have made me feel better but I just felt so lost and I didn't understand what was happening and I like to really understand things before I go into an experience so 
I think that was the most challenging part for me is just constantly feeling like I was like a step behind you know things were happening before I understood what was happening and then I had to you know figure it out as I went kind of thing I got you that makes so much sense so who did you end up choosing to support you at your home birth I had a home birth um, midwife mm-hmm. um, and, yeah, I knew that I wanted to be completely outside of any system. We, yeah, we booked a home birth midwife, Rachel Meredith, and she was just absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And that was literally the first thing I did when I found out I was pregnant. Yeah. I was like, all right, book the midwife, um, like, it really scared me the thought of not birthing at home and not having access to that. Um, so I was just so excited to find her and that she was available. And, um, yeah, it just instantly made me feel, like, better, just more yeah. grounded. And that was, like, she was just such a huge rock and also, like, looking towards my birth was, like... Um, such a positive part of my pregnancy yeah amazing and what types of things did you end up doing to prepare yourself for birth um i i think the biggest thing that had the biggest impact on me um was well a speaking in depth with my two friends that have just had just had home birth Mm -hmm. um also having access to the midwife to rachel she met with us like every month and then every two weeks and then every week and like she would come to our you know I never went to the doctor during my pregnancy except for just at the start to confirm that I was pregnant so all of our meetings were at home and we would have tea and she would stay for an hour or an hour and a half sometimes and we would just chat and she came from such a perspective of educating us So I felt like every like session with her was like a lesson almost and but it was so guided by me and what I wanted to know and um, that was just such a huge helpful part of the process and then plus mm. reading and I followed um, like badass mother birthers on Instagram and a bunch of others and just watched heads coming out of vulvas and um, listened to stories and... Yeah, like just uh, really like steeped myself in people's positive experiences yeah. and really um, kind of tried to steer away from any like fear-based teachings. Yeah, right. right. So crucial, isn't it? Do you want to take us to that first sign of labour? Yeah, so I was 40 weeks and five days. Nice. Um, I was quite prepared to go to like 42 weeks or even up to 44 weeks. Okay. And I was very mentally prepared as well to kind of have a show of something or my waters break and then it not be days or weeks. So like I was very educated around the process being even if something happens, it might be weeks or it might be, you know, a really long time. Yeah. And and something else I was really aware of was, you know, if something does happen, stay calm, stay cool. And, like, I had zero fear going into my birth, but I was, like, super excited and 
um, we'd been educated around adrenaline and, you know, excitement and fear are both adrenaline, you know, release adrenaline. So I was like super aware that if something happens, don't get excited. (laughs) Like, um, because I really wanted to do everything that I could to allow the process to happen and unfold Mm -hmm. without stifling it at all. Yeah, so actually my first, like my pelvis felt so open, like I was like, could barely walk, like it felt like a sack, like my pelvis bones were just like in a loose sack of skin, (laughs) like they were, it felt, I felt so open and um, yeah, and then I had no other signs of labour and on, and it's interesting because my body is just so timely, like, and you know, my personality as well with organization and I was thinking I'm gonna go into labor on the full moon because like my period used to come on the full moon every single time mm-hmm. and so yeah 3 a.m on the full moon I was 40 weeks and five days um I woke up and it was like these it was like these little waves going through my body like um that's the only way I could describe it. Like as if you were like laying in shallow water and it was like the wave was washing over and coming Mm. out. And um, the only thing that like made me think I was in labour because it was such a, like a whisper of a sensation was the rhythm of it. I was like, like I just knew in myself that this was labour. But, you know, again, knowing that it could stop at any stage don't get excited and yeah so I just went out to the lounge and I sat down and because I was just so excited to experience birth I was like wanting to like take in every second of what was happening and really like analyze what was happening and feel it and exaggerate it um so that I could really remember it Mm -hmm. and I and this was like such an important part of my labor even though the sensations were so soft I think it really helped me out to like get into my body and go, oh, this is what this is what birth is. Like this is cool, but like it was a mini version. Yeah, okay. And so I sat there like on my lounge with my legs up, like sitting back, like so comfortably looking at the moon. Like the moon was full. I was like it was like in my direct eye line and um, just feeling these sensations. And what I was really interested about with the sensations was it was like it wasn't a lot it was a full body sensation and it was like every cell was expanding like a tiny bit like it wasn't localized to any area of my body and in this point I really like I thought to myself like they're not contractions they're expansions and the other thing was they were happening every two minutes lasting about a minute. So my labor started this way and it never stopped the um, consistency of my contractions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was into the rhythm. I was feeling like the surges and it didn't resonate with me that they were contractions. They They felt like expansions. So you'll probably hear me say that word instead of contraction. Yeah. What it was was when a contraction would happen, I'd feel like this. Yeah, it was like every cell was expanding slightly. Mm -hmm. 
And so I just was really relaxing into that rhythm and just um, one of the visualisations that just came to me in this moment and then it stuck with me through my whole birth was that with the expansion, the contraction, I would visualise as if my vulva was a cave and the water was rushing in and filling my whole body Mm -hmm. and then with the release, the water would rush out. So it's like feeling that um, tension build in the body, like Mm. filling up and you have to expand and then it it rushes out. Mm. I love that. So, yeah, I was there for about two hours doing that Mm -hmm. um, before my partner woke up. And, yeah, and then he woke up and his plan for the day was to go to the gym. And so I said, yeah, just go to the gym. Um, And I I really wanted that time to myself as well. Um, So he went off to the gym probably about six and then there was another like about two hours that I was home by myself. And in this time, I was kind of nesting and getting the space ready. And it was funny because I had the um, contraction app on, which it's like a little circle. So because um, they were so regular, I could watch and I'd know I'd have two minutes. Yeah. So for minutes, I'd go around the house doing whatever I wanted to do. And then because when the surge would come, I'd need to be like leaning over. So then I'd lean over for a minute, have that one, then get back up and run around the house and <laughs> face ready. And it was like, I was kind of like, felt like I was playing like a little fun game with myself because I could see the timer. I had my phone down on the kitchen bench and I could see it from far and then I'd have to like rush back to make it in time <laughs> because if like the surge came, like I couldn't work, walk properly. Oh, yeah. I'd have so much more comfortable like leaning on the kitchen bench. So... Um, so yeah, I did that. And then when I was ready, I kind of made myself because the sun was starting to come up and I wanted to be in the dark. So I made myself like a really beautiful dark nest in the bedroom. And I had like a birth altar set up and I lit my candle and I had a beautiful playlist. So I put that playlist on. And so like just telling myself like this is the start of my birth and, you know, up until that stage you know and I still at this stage felt a bit like it could start and stop at any moment Mm -hmm. but I was really just like trying to tell my body you know this is it we're going we're going to stay in this rhythm and we're going to just move forward and and like kind of like no moving backward from here um so yeah and so at this point then um I was kneeling on my bedroom floor and I had my elbows on my Swiss ball and was just like rolling around and like really feeling into my body like almost like yoga moves really going deeper into that rhythmic sensation of the birth and also like listening to I had a very sacred playlist and it was it's all um was like divine feminine music Mm. and so I was really like using the music as well and the vibrations of the music to just yeah get in my body to feel the rhythm to surrender and it was so I feel like it was just so useful for to me to have this time by myself because the sensations weren't that strong at this stage but it was like me practicing to surrender to them for they got strong. Yeah. Okay. When I looked at my midwife's notes, my labor didn't actually start 
for another couple of hours of what they call labor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I counted my birth as 12 hours because I started it from the, you know, those tiny sensations. But my birth, including the birth of the placenta, was only five and a half hours. Mm-hmm. So it's really quite short. Um, yeah. So this early part, you know, there's six hours that I include as like a significant part of my labor and birth. Um, but that's not, it wasn't actually active labor. And I think because I'm like just so sensitive and in tune with my body, these sensations were so light. Um, and you know, like you could have almost just gone about your day with them. But the fact that it was like so early in the morning, like I just, this six hours, like it prepped me and it got me in the zone for the birth. And I, and part of the reason I think my birth was so fast because I was just, in such a rhythm with it before it even started properly yeah. kind of yeah it makes so much sense doesn't it uh, so was your partner back from gym at this point yeah so he got back around now and then um he was making breakfast in the kitchen for himself and yeah like part of, like I wanted him to go to the gym I wanted him to make himself like a big beautiful breakfast like I wanted part of his process was for him to feel you know, ready and nourished for however long it may be. Um, And so, yeah, I was in the kitchen with him. I was hanging off the top of the fridge. Like it felt really good at this point for me to be hanging with the surges. Mm -hmm. And um, we were just laughing and having such a fun time. And then I wanted to go back in the dark. So I came back in the room and um, I wedged a yoga strap in the top of the door and I was hanging then again with the surges Um, because that's just what felt really good. Like I was kind of imagining this opening at the bottom, like to really allow my body to fully expand with each surge. And, yeah, and then he came in the room and we were just chatting, he was eating, and then, yeah, so it was probably about 9 o'clock and he started um, messaging the midwife. Mm -hmm. Um, She didn't come until 11, so in that in-between time, we were just together in the bedroom and talking in between contractions, doing everything normal. And then just before she came, it started to get quite, if I started to get, I feel like this was the transition. This was probably the start of active labor at this point. Okay. Yeah. Cause it would have been, yeah, like about 10 and yeah, I went into the start of active labor and it was like, I went into a different state of consciousness mm-hmm. Um, and I took that rhythm, the rhythm with me, but I was like in a different zone. Mm-hmm. And there was like one second where I was like, oh my God, like I'm alone in this. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny, like literally as I thought that thought, and it was kind of like, I think it could have been like a downward point for me to like come out of my zone and kind of like unravel a bit. But the moment I thought that my phone went ding and like I looked it lit up and I looked at my phone and my dad had like ran he didn't know I was in labor and he'd randomly sent me a screen a, a photograph of a note that he'd seen on um his doctor's wall that he thought was really cute mm-hmm. and the note said to mum I love you I love you because you are my mummy and that you help me and that you feel me and you love me. 
thinking about it because yeah like it was such a pivotal point of my labor like going into active labor and like having a momentary thought of like I can't do this and then to get that like pop up on my phone felt like a message from my baby yeah it was like so profound like and yeah like it just felt like a direct message from her because I like had that thought Mm -hmm. I'm alone and then I saw that and I was like oh my god I'm not alone her and I together and yeah it was the first time in my like that was something I didn't actually prepare for or think about until that point the fact that this was something that I was doing with my baby. It was the first thing that I was doing with my baby mm-hmm. and that this birth was a gift to her. Like yeah. I, was doing this, I was doing this for myself, but I was doing this for her as well. So, yeah, it, it, that was really beautiful and I took that with me for the whole rest of my birth. I just remembered that we were doing this together. Yeah, yeah. so beautiful. So your midwife then arrived? She arrived um, an hour after labouring yeah. um, and, like, I was I was deep in it at this stage. When she arrived, I don't even th- – maybe she briefly came into the room but she mainly stayed in the lounge room and I just continued to labour in the bedroom with Matt. Yeah. Um, and then until it got – yeah, so about 12 o'clock – I I think, think Matt needed to go to the bathroom and, like, I had crawled, like, I was in the doorway of our bedroom with the door open and, like, mm-hmm. on the floor. And I think because I wanted to be able to see him while he went to the bathroom, like, <laughs> I wanted him near me but I didn't want him to touch me. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, I was in the doorway and I remember, like, thinking – I really want to go in the pool, but I knew that I wasn't allowed in the pool until, like, the last moments of my labour. So, like, I didn't want to ask and her then kind of be like, oh, no, it's really far away. So I was thinking, but I was like, oh, my God, I'm really hoping I'm getting in there soon. And then with one of the surges, I actually threw up and I think this was my body making space, like, for the pushing stage. And then... um, yeah, I, I lost my mucus plug at this point and then I was like, oh, my God, you know, like it, it was an, a point of going, okay, like now it's, you know, maybe 24 hours max kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I said, can I, like, can I get in the pool yet? Can I get in the pool? And I was kind of asking and then she said I could get in the pool and, like, to get in the pool was just so amazing. Like. Yeah. Also because mentally I knew that then, you know, like it was under 12 out, like by the time I got in the pool that it was going to be, you know, like soon. Okay. Um, so like each little milestone I was able to like count in my head like a little bit of like how long to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like I, and when I was in the pool, like I was still very conscious. I was bossing Matt around to say like, can you bring my birth altar out and can you put this song on? And But I would have been in transition at this point. Um, so in between the expansions, I was really conscious and switched on. Mm-hmm. Um but then, like, when they would come, I was just really focused and present. Um, and, yeah, and then I started to go into, like, a really dream-like state 
after I felt settled in the pool, like in between the surges, I would just rest and I was like dreaming and like kind of in that two minute period, I'd kind of like just, ha- I experienced like the deepest rest and presence I've ever experienced in my life because I was like savoring every single second of it before the next surge would come yeah. and just floating and yeah, it was really beautiful. And then there, I reached like there was those the another intense point where I remember thinking, oh my god, I totally understand why women get epidurals. <laughs> and I remember thinking again, like, oh my god, like no one's gonna save me from this. And like you know, not knowing how long was ahead and you know how much more intense that it would get. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked at my midwife and she like, she just gave me this really intense look and said, breathe. <laughs> and like, it was just like, not like kind of like a slap in the face. Like you can do this, you know, stop whinging basically like, and it, I'm so glad she did that because like the way that she handled the presence that she played was that she was like completely out of the picture and like when I needed her in that moment she was like basically just reminded me with one look no you're doing this you can do it you got it like mm-hmm. like and so yeah and then and then it got quite intense and but not painful no stage of my birth would I describe as painful it was very intense but definitely not painful yeah um and yeah and then she was doing some pressure points on my back and I was kind of I when she was doing the pressure points which I needed her to do it was really helping me I had nowhere to lean in front so I was like Matt you have to get in the pool and like he's really weird about blood and anything like that so like we kind of knew he didn't want to be in the pool but I was Mm -hmm. like I have nowhere to lean so he got in the pool and I was like leaning on him and she was doing these um, pressure points on my pelvis from the back. And it was really interesting because a huge thing that about how I wanted to birth was that I never wanted to push. Mm-hmm. And I, my tip from my friend who just had a home birth said, if you feel like pushing, don't push, keep waiting, 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 and your body will push, your body will kick in and then with this um surge like instead of it being this expansion feeling that I'd felt for every other um contraction my body just went (laughs) and like the only way I can describe it is like really intensely throwing up but like out the other way (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so my body like so each surge there was about three surges um three which you'd call contractions, Mm -hmm. and each contraction I had three of those heaps. And, like, in the process I was like, oh, my God, like, it's happening. Like, my body's pushing. Like, I wasn't – I was so surprised that I was already at that stage. Mm -hmm. And then, again, I was aware, okay, this stage can last for up to three hours. Mm -hmm. My pushing stage was 30 minutes, um, which I think it might have even been a little bit less than that because it was just – so it was three contractions basically. And so each surge it went 
<laughs> and it was like being I was like so amazed like the intensity of it and it was something that I couldn't control I couldn't stop I wasn't participating in it yeah. and yeah and then her head was out and I was like my reaction was like I was like what like oh my god I <laughs> and it was it was almost like it sounds weird to say it, but it was kind of like anticlimactic. Like at the time I was thinking like I wanted a bit more of a challenge. Like I don't know why you would ask for that, but it was yeah. it felt really soon, like sooner than what I was expecting. And Yeah, I get what you so mean. So the fact that I hadn't experienced any pain and the only sensation I felt when she came out was like the tiniest little Chinese burn like just the stretch of the skin like tiny tiny nothing and I was just in this moment like oh my god like what? <laughs> I just couldn't believe it Aww. and then so I'm like floating around I'm like I did it I did it and like <laughs> my midwife said to me like when I met with her for lunch recently to go over it she's like I was thinking no you haven't the body's still got to come out <laughs> And um, I was, like, trying to float around. So I was like, Matt, can you see the head? Can you see the head? And so after 12 hours of consistent contractions every two minutes, my next contraction didn't come. And I think, you know, I asked my midwife, I said, do you think it's because I thought I was done and I said I was done? And she's like, yeah. And it just, well, it showed me the power of the mind, firstly, in that situation. And also, you know, it is a very typical of my personality to like be fully on, fully present and then stop just before something's finished. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, so I was just chilling. I was so happy. I felt like I was done. And then um, my midwife's like, is the contraction coming? Is it coming? And I'm like, no, no. She's like, is it coming? And, And so she said, you know, like, the baby um Lila was losing oxygen and but because I'd also watched so many birth store videos where the head was out and everything was fine so I was just I was probably a bit too chill about it Mm. and she's like we've got to get this baby out you got to stand up and you got to push and it was really interesting for me to experience that because when I had to push like that sensation of me pushing was like so weak. It was like nothing compared to when my body was pushing on its own. Like it was like one one thousandth of, you know, when my body did it. So anyway, I got up there and she she got Lila out um, and she kind of like shot into the water and we were like trying to catch her and we put her up on our chest and it was interesting to me as well, like in that time, I felt nothing. Like it was like some, it's just amazing what the body can do in terms of like blocking pain because I literally felt nothing. Like she had to put her hand up, she had to pull her out. I had no tears, I had nothing. Um, So that was interesting for me as well that even in like it kind you know, like that wasn't an ideal end to the birth but it was still I didn't even know that there was a problem until two days later. Like she's like, you know, that that wasn't really a great situation. Yeah, it was just very typical of my personality. You know, hundred <laughs> percent focus for twelve hours and consistency and rhythmic surges, mm. and then literally just stop like just before then. So that was a bit of a lesson for me. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. But she was fine, obviously. Yeah, so she was fine. Like, she was a bit, like, it took her a little while, a little bit of time to just start crying and, um, like, get a bit of colour back. But she didn't need oxygen or anything like that. So she was completely fine. Um, and then my placenta came naturally within 20 minutes. Awesome. And then I started to feel a bit dizzy. So um, I got out of the pool and we went onto the lounge and I did her first feed. And yeah, I just held her and I had pumpkin soup. And yeah, it just felt, I don't know, like anticlimactic is kind of the word that comes, which is kind of a nice experience to have. Like, yeah. I was like, you know, it was like a day's work. This was 3 p.m. We had our baby. We were going to bed that night at home. You know, mm-hmm. like it was just like a normal day, like not a normal day, but yeah, I get it was, what you mean. yeah. So yeah, like the midwives would go on by six, and and we'd had dinner, and there we were with our baby. <laughs> so amazing! What an experience! And did you do anything special with your placenta? Um, yeah, I encapsulated it and oh. I consumed it, and I I really think that that like not that you can ever really know, but I I feel like it was um, yeah. Me too. I felt a difference. I feel like I felt a difference when I took them, yeah. Yeah. What is the biggest thing you've taken away from this birth? I think it made me, well, it definitely made me realise how much I'm capable of by myself. Yeah. Because I'm always, like, someone to, like, try and lean on somebody else. And in that situation, like, I had no choice, you know, I I, I had it at birth and, and also part of maybe why I did is because, I, if I was in hospital, I probably would have tended towards something to take yes. to help me if I could. So true. So yeah, I felt I felt really proud that I did it, um, and yeah, it just kind of like restored my like I already had such faith in my body and what my body can do, but it just really validated that. Um, and I think you know, mothering isn't something that comes as naturally to me as birth did. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like birth just came naturally to me. Like, I think partially, like, being an artist and a creative and being, like, really comfortable with unknown processes. Yeah. Like, I'm so fine with birth. Like, I really felt fine with it. But mothering is, like, a different story (laughs) for me. (laughs) And so... You know, I I so often think back to my birth and think, okay, I did that, I can yeah. do this. Like, yeah, I think it's really just been like a, it's like a little rock in my past that I can just mm. hold on to when things feel crazy. Yeah, I love that. Is there anything you would do differently second time around? Not say I'm finished until I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. That last stage was just something I never thought about, like actually reaching down and getting your baby and taking your baby out. Like Mm. I don't know why I never thought about that stage, but I never did, and then it didn't happen for me. So, you know, next birth, if I have one, I would really love to, you know, when the head comes out, be more conscious in that phase of you know, actually bringing my baby into the world and, you know, even hold her and be able to bring her in myself. Because, you know, when I stood up, like she splashed into the water. And I think like, despite 
how calm everything it was like that was quite a violent entrance into the world and she's always been scared of the water as well ever since like she would have just shot straight out whereas you know next birth I'd really love to be like really calm and kind of like bring her into the world very consciously myself and be really conscious in that phase of the labor yeah um but other than that nothing like for a little while I thought oh, I wish I had, you know, like a doula massaging me and all of these extras. Like I didn't have any fluff in my birth. Mm -hmm. But I actually, like on reflecting again and like preparing for this podcast, I actually think I'm really glad I didn't have anybody else there because I really just was 100% in myself the whole time and nobody like saved me and I just – I actually think that that was a really powerful part of my process and I would want to do it like that again. Yeah, for sure. So what advice would you give to any expectant mums out there? I think the biggest thing for me was thinking instead of as contractions, was thinking of them as expansions and that visualisation of the, the water coming in and filling you up and then rushing out and because that visual versus the you know the like I'm a very visual person thinking about a contraction it's literally the opposite of what you want your body to be doing Mm -hmm. you want your body to be expanding and opening and letting go so for me like thinking about it like that I think changed my experience of it and when I would imagine the water filling me up and it like it's as like that's literally what it felt like to me as if you just like stretch at your seams kind of thing getting full and you think you can't expand anymore and then it kind of makes you want to like tense against the sensation to be like no I can't expand anymore Mm -hmm. but what I would do in those moments was wriggle my toes relax my jaw and go, I can expand more, I can expand more. And like every surge I would expand fully and trust that then all the water would rush out and it would, and it would be gone. And you would feel, you feel like I felt nothing in between my contractions. Even right at the end, I was in between contractions. I was completely normal. I had no sensations in my body. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just think that visualisation, I literally used it the entire way through. And I feel like it was just really powerful to keep me focused and to keep birth happening far. And, like, I really think of, like, birth isn't something that you do and it's not something that's happening to you. It's like an energy that's moving through you and you need to just, like, get out of its way and let it do what it needs to do. Mm -hmm. So it was like a constant reminder as well of, I'm just here, I need to, like, get out of the way. Like, don't tense against it. Just allow it and trust it. So I think those things and that kind of mind state was huge. Yeah, fantastic way of explaining it. Well, thank you so much, Tegan, for coming on today and sharing your beautiful journey with us. Thank you so much for having me. 
That brings us to the end of the show, guys. I really love the way Tegan utilized the power of visualization to help her get into the perfect rhythm with her body during her labor. And also, I found it really fascinating how easily she was able to switch that off when she decided that she was done. <laughs> it really does emphasize the power of our minds at all times during your journey. Check out Tegan's website for some incredibly beautiful artwork and let me know what you think of today's episode over on the PBA Instagram. I'll see you guys next week for another episode of Positive Birth Australia.